this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. Though all the Christmas decorations have come down in this beautiful space, but it's still a day to remember those who were late to the party, the wise men. All kinds of things have been written about these wise men. Sometimes they're called kings, sometimes magi. I bet if you ask nine out of ten people how many wise men came to see Jesus, most would say there were three pretty confidently. But in truth, Matthew doesn't tell us how many wise men came to visit Jesus. We only know that there were three gifts, and I suppose people couldn't assume someone showing up to meet the new Jewish king without a gift in hand, so we've always assumed that there were three. There have been lots of stories, even names, associated with these wise men over time. But one thing worth noticing here is that... Some of the very first people to get word of Jesus' birth, some of the very first people to seek Jesus were Gentiles. They weren't Jewish. They weren't a part of Jesus' faith, and yet they are some of the first to want to seek him. And so I know you're pretty familiar with our passage today, but I just invite you to try to listen with your best ears this morning. These are one of those passages that are so familiar to us, we just think we know what it says, because we've heard it all our lives, every Christmas. But there is an element of fear, and, and real fear and ruthlessness in the way Matthew tells the story of Christ's birth. And I just invite you to read carefully and listen with me this morning in Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, and I'm going to read 12 verses. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. And when King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. Calling together the chief priests and scribes of the people, He inquired to them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it had been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. And then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. And when they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house... They saw the child with, his, with Mary, his mother, 
and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. So they follow a star, wise men from the east. They head out to seek Jesus. Most people assume they were likely Arabs, uh, maybe from present-day Iran, perhaps practitioners of Zoroastrianism, a religion that, that had people look and interpret events through the sky and stars. And when they saw the star in the sky, they knew the birth of the new Jewish king had taken place. And they were right. A king is born, and they head to Jerusalem. Now, of course, you go to Jerusalem. That is the heart of the Jewish people's faith and politics. It's literally the place where Jewish kings have reigned. Of course, you go to Jerusalem to find the new Jewish king. But they were in the wrong place. And Jesus is not to be found in Jerusalem. He's about six miles down the road in sleepy little dusty Bethlehem. So they saw the star in the sky. They knew to go. But then it gets worse. Not only do they head to the wrong place, they trust the wrong person. They walk up to Herod the Great the Roman ruler of the Jewish people, and say, hey, can you tell me where the new Jewish king has been born? We'd like to find him and give him these gifts. Now, here's the thing. I think it's rude to call anybody stupid, but this is not wise here. Herod is terrified at the news of the birth of a new king, but he's a politician, politicians who want to stay in power, Besides, this is a man who was known to be ruthless. We know through other historical sources like Josephus that Herod killed uh, a few of his sons. He killed his brother-in-law, his mother-in-law, and one of his wives. He even killed one of his sons just a few days before he died. As he was actually on his sickbed, he wanted to make sure one of his sons would not um, take over after he died. Herod even requested that at his death, some random citizens would be killed in the city of Jerusalem so that there would be weeping and mourning in the city. Thankfully, his family did not fulfill that funeral request. But we should all take a moment to just be grateful we've never had to attend a Herod family reunion because it was a dangerous place to be. Herod was awful, and they trusted him. And he's frightened at this news that a new king has been born, but he doesn't show his cards. He tells the wise men, hey, you go find him, then come back and tell me so that I too can pay homage and respect to him, and they fall for it. So they head out again, they follow the star, and this time they end up in Bethlehem. It's not a palace or a royal family, but a simple poor family, and they have brought Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Fragrant, frankincense was a fragrant incense used often in the temple offerings. Myrrh was a spice often used to prepare people in their burial. And gold, well, gold still is used as gold is today. These things are precious, 
valuable, expensive, gifts meant for a king found in a palace. So if you're keeping track of the journey so far, they rightfully saw the star in the sky and headed west. Good job. But they've headed the wrong way, and they've trusted the wrong person, and I'm guessing Mary could have used a casserole more than that frankincense, but who am I to judge at this point in the story? They have wandered. None of the journey has gone how they pictured it. Can you relate? Is there anything like a new year that makes you just look back a little and think, wow, there were some bumps in the road. There were some surprises. There were certainly some curveballs I never saw coming. And maybe, maybe, maybe you know what it feels like to wander a bit. And maybe you have trusted the wrong person a time or two. And maybe especially you know what it feels like to just feel lost in the midst of your own life. You can still feel so lost. The wise men knew to go. They had that part right. But it took them a while to get to the right place. That's one of the things I love about Scripture sometimes. It is so real. It's so human. The destination was not how they planned it. They expected marble floors and columns, and they're probably in a house with dirt floors. And there's this phrase in verse 10 of Matthew that struck me this week. It really caught my eye. And it's the part in the story where the wise men finally make it to Bethlehem and they finally get to present their gifts to Jesus. And it says they were overwhelmed with joy. Overwhelmed with joy. There's probably, I can think of a handful of times in my life that I would use those very words. They are places and moments in my life that I can't hardly even talk about without bringing tears to my eyes because of the surprise of it, of the gift of the moment, of the, a moment in your life that you realize how undeserving you are of such a gift. Overwhelmed with joy. That's how they felt to finally and truly get there. Now life doesn't go as we plan it. That is no big news for any of you to hear this morning. What's that saying? We make plans and God laughs. Life does not go as we plan it. Sometimes you see the star in the sky and you know you have to go, but you end up getting lost. You make mistakes. You trust the wrong people. You have to find yourself alternative routes to get back home. You expect one destination and find yourself in some place new. We make plans and God laughs. You know, there's a story. I've loved this story, and I know I've shared it with you before. It's a story from the 1800s called The Other Wise Men. And this story is, of course, a fictional story that someone wrote about a legend of another wise man who also saw the star in the sky and headed west. And he also had a treasure chest full of gifts for baby Jesus. And he heads west, except as he starts heading out, he comes across a man sick and hurt and dying on the side of the road. 
And he can't leave him. He just can't leave him. So he stops and he tends to him and he cares for him. And he spends some of his treasure to help care for this man. And when the time he gets to Bethlehem, he's missed the entire, he's missed the entire caravan of the wise men. So he's traveling by himself. And he gets to Bethlehem, finally, but the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, have already had to flee Herod's wrath to Egypt. And so he starts to head to Egypt, too, trying to find Jesus. But uh, as he makes his way, he finds a baby that's caught in the crossfires of Herod, and he has to save this baby, and he has to use more of his money that he's brought for Jesus. And time and time again, as the story goes, he keeps traveling trying to actually meet Jesus, but it keeps getting delayed by all these people that were never in the plans, these lost and hurting and broken people keep stopping him along the way, and he ends up spending all that he has to care for these people. And as the story goes, he never actually gets to meet Jesus face to face. But the message of the story that they hope we all get is that he actually did meet Jesus and the broken and the hurting and the lost people that were never in his plans that he stopped to help along the way. And maybe like me, you've got some plans for this year. Maybe you have a picture in your head of how you want your life to look or at least how it's all supposed to be. There's certainly not a thing wrong with plans. In fact, that's what Staff, we're going to be spending time doing, reflecting, praying, planning, putting things on the calendar, making preparations for 23. That's what we all do. But maybe, like the wise men, we're going to wander some. We will take some scenic tours, maybe even get off course a time or two. But every step of the way, every single step of the way, the light still shines, even when we feel lost, even when we have wandered, even when we are surprised by the curveballs we never saw coming. The light still shines in the darkness. God with us, showing us the way. And you know, here you are. Here you are, 2023. You have made it here to this place and this day and this time and this moment. And there's nobody in the world like you. Nobody who's had your experiences. Nobody who's had your learnings. Nobody who's had your challenges. And nobody who has your unique gifts. Nobody like you. And what if this year, what if this year you try to let go of the image in your head of how you think it's supposed to be and just try to embrace the journey of following the light. Where might Jesus lead you? You may not have gold or frankincense or myrrh to give him, but the truth is the only gift that Jesus has ever asked of us is the gift of our very lives. And so... And this new year, maybe you wake up each day that you're given with a three-word prayer on your lips. Use me, Lord. Use my life. 
Use me, Lord. And if you pray that prayer each morning, if you try to live that prayer each day that you are given, who knows? You know, maybe one day you'll look back on your life and you too will be overwhelmed with joy. Amen. Amen.